do 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 switch mania playcast welcome to episode 78 of the switch mania playcast we're shipping so the premium update you didn't know you needed but you absolutely do do they though they do they do they, do. they absolutely <laughs> do it has been an insane week guys holy cow <laughs> You think? I don't know. Maybe just a little. Anything right. big happen this week? Right. Well, you already called it the Nothing shipping important. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it has been um insane, and um as Barry's realizing now, because as those who have um you know been interacting with premium edition games realize, he is the the man behind the the emails, and it may have yes. went from one to a million miles an hour. <laughs> just just a tad. <laughs> but that's okay. Oh, it has just been crazy, though. Um, we do have to say thanks to everybody for their patience. Um, as Barry and I mentioned last week, like because we moved to a warehouse where the database was apparently created in 1902, um, <laughs> it's old database. Um, we have to manually input everybody's tracking. I think we're only through, like, we're on the third day now, and we're moving on to the fifth, sixth, seventh, we're almost the weekend now. So, it is taking a while, but everybody's pre-orders at this point for Pigeon Dev and Super Blood Hockey, the premium editions, should be shipped out. Um, so that's good news. They should all be shipped out. There might be a couple left for the the warehouse to, to manually ship out. Um, we we do we do know and can confirm that every game is going out in a box, which is nice with bubble wrap and everything. So no bubble mailers for premium. Um, and it has been crazy because you know we've been putting in hundreds of tracking numbers a day, getting after it, but not able to keep up, which is good. We appreciate the support. Um, it has been insane though, guys. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, we had a lot of support from when we first launched, which was much appreciated from the community. And, you know, even over the next couple of months, you know, we would have the support. People were patient. They were able to follow this journey with us because of our playcast and just our, our frequent updates. But I have to say, I think what's been so amazing is now that the games are shipping, it's actually seeing people enjoying them um it's it's fun watching you know somebody hold up your game with their new new arrivals showing it off tagging us doing the unboxings which you know we can get to in a little bit about why you should definitely open up our games and unbox them and play them Mm -hmm. but i just think it's been insane and for me you know i'm i'm mainly on twitter uh barry's on discord we have frank on instagram and facebook but on twitter i think the the coolest part for me is that when people are completing the challenges and whatnot, we're seeing the developer, Loren Lemke, he's just loving it. He is commenting, he's sharing, he's engaging. And I think it's just so great that this game has new life again. And and so many new people are experiencing it for the first time. And I, I think that's just the coolest part is that I don't think people realize how fun this game was. And then they start seeing the pictures and they start seeing the videos and it's it's awesome. It's like a, a brand new game. I mean, it's you know, it's the first time it's physical, but it, it really feels like a new game that just came out that everyone's experiencing for the first time. So thank you to everybody. I mean, it's just been a crazy fun week on social media. Probably one of the funnest I've ever had, just seeing everybody enjoy themselves. But yeah, it's it's been great. What about you, Barry? I think I'm going to echo uh, pretty much everything JP said. Discord has 
really come alive. People have been sharing their challenges and, and talking about how they've received their games and how they're excited and how, you know, showing pictures of the games going into their collections, which is great. And, uh, of course, you know, via email, I've been talking with a ton of people who have just been just the best. You guys are truly the best customers. And uh, just completing the challenge and just so happy that they are, you know, opening the games. You know, so many people, myself, I'm guilty of it. We get the games. We just don't have time to open it. Um, they're opening the games. They're playing the games, which is the whole idea behind the challenge patch to begin with. And and as uh, JP said about Loren and, like, like I see him comment. ahead, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> JP was leaving all of that for later. But that's no, it's okay. okay. We'll go into detail on that in a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that. We'll finally get back to that. But <laughs> but just seeing Loren talk about how you know how excited he is and yeah. like he's got to be on cloud nine and I I feel so happy for him because he's such a great guy and I had the chance to to interview him and everything and he's just he, he's got to be loving this and I'm so happy for him and I'm so happy for all of you to get to play this great game because we've been talking about it for almost a year now, eight months, nine months. And so many people are like, I'm waiting to play the game and they didn't get to experience it. And now they're getting to play this great game. And I love it. And I will say that, you know, we're talking about Super Blood Hockey mainly because um, the way that our packing facility seemed to handle this is Super Blood Hockey seemed to have gone out first. So really just today, I would say, and maybe a little bit yesterday and obviously through next week, Pigeon Dev Games Collection is now arriving. And we've already seen people, you know, showing that off. We had our first unboxing of that. But I think it's great that we literally have two releases at the exact same time of a new company where it's really five games total that we've now, you know, taken off of the eShop. But the Pigeon Dev Games Collection is so much fun because I'm starting to see the feedback from there. I'm starting to see the pictures come in of people uh, getting those. So, you know, um, the Pigeon Dev developer as well. It's just it's so fun to see people getting these games, adding them to their collections. I mean, I we can literally just have a whole episode of just the feedback we've gotten, but I've already had people, you know, commenting that they're making a special, like a, a separate section on their shelf for our games. Like, how how awesome is that? Like, how surreal is that? That, it's wow, ridiculous. our games are not only part of our your collection, but literally when you, you show somebody your collection, there's our games in its own spot. And that's, 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 Probably like one of the highest compliments, honestly. I mean, it's just, it's so cool. We've gotten already, like, we have one of the best uh, slip covers they've ever seen, which that goes to Paul E. Niemeyer. Um, his his artwork was just amazing. And, and for people to recognize that, I think is cool. Um, and the last thing, you know, I want to say, I definitely think people have been listening to us over the last couple months because on so <laughs> many of the unboxing videos and in the posts, I see everybody reiterating what we said like hey here's the cover done by the mortal Kombat logo guy here's the cover done by the chiptunist and the comic book artist who you know on the game and it's like wow you really like took to heart everything we've been saying promoting all the pieces of of the items and who's been involved and i think that's i think that's so cool to to see them giving credit as well it's been wild and so many crushed genitalia fatal yeah. destructions oh by genitalia and so like that is probably the coolest thing because you guys hit the the nail right on the head when you said you know like the whole thing about the ren lemke like interacting and getting thrilled by people like experiencing his game again because it's been out on the eShop for a couple years but mm -hmm. what we have with our games is it doesn't automatically go to your backlog or on the shelf because right. as barry already spoiled uh patches we offer a challenge patch so 
that was like from day one. That was one of the things that I wanted to do because I thought it would be really cool. And apparently it worked back in the day for Activision with the Atari 2600 and 7800 with patches. And apparently people still love it, <laughs> which yeah. is crazy. I honestly had no clue if people would like take on to it or not. And people yeah. are going crazy for these patches. It has been nuts. Barry can attest with his emails. It has been mm-hmm. nonstop. Uh, which is amazing. We love it and keep sending them in. I got to do my first iteration of shipping madness where I have to like send out a bunch of envelopes with patches in them, which is going to be cool. Um, But it's been wild. Um, We did actually, though, one thing we did have was a secret that JP did not spoil, um, which people were going crazy with the unboxings and stuff where they were showing off our... NES style sleeve that we yes. have inside the slipcase. So we have a slipcase and then the NES sleeve inside of it, which then kind of makes it a box. So it has this really nice feel. And ironically, some people feel like they're going to like rip the slipcase or something. They're like, oh, it's so tight. But like once you once you pull out the first time, it's perfect. It like it comes out and then you can, it literally falls out, like slides out because it's a perfect fit. Um, and so it's been insane with the uh, the broken genitalias. And I think today, because as JP said, we had like the first iteration of pigeon devs start to arrive. I think it was yesterday mm-hmm. we saw a couple, um, but we had the first person complete the um, pigeon dev challenge. Which yeah. multiple ways to skin the cat in both of our challenges. We're just trying to keep it fun. Uh, we'll see who the first people that start to display it because I sewed my patches on a on a cutoff jean jacket because I'm crazy. But we'll see how people decide to start displaying them. Um, I mean, people having a, a premium edition sub subset that's ridiculous, JP. Uh huh. It, it really is. I mean, you know, I I do the same thing. I I there's certain you know, indie and limited publishers, you know, I know like Super Rare, for instance, they have numbers on their spine because you can in, in Europe on the actual case. So for me, I always put them together because I just, that's how my mind works. And now it's just awesome that it's like, wow, like our games are, are right next to theirs. It's right next to other companies. It's on somebody's shelf to display and hopefully ap- absolutely play them. But yeah, I um, there's, there's a lot of emotions going on this week because it really has been like riding a high of just watching people enjoy and and you know just giving thanks and and you know just they know who we are i think that's what's really cool is that they know who we are from our show and from our personal channels and now they finally can actually hold and see the quality and the care that we put into our games so it's not so much pictures anymore and just us talking about it it's Mm -hmm. they really can hold those manuals which you know jeff you and rowan just did an amazing job on brings you right back to the nes era the and you even see people, we've seen it in, in unboxings, where they go, wow, this isn't just a little art book. This is a full-on instruction manual. It tells you how to play the game like it should. It gives you all the tips and tricks. I mean, I love that. I love that you op- we see people open up the case, and it's full. I mean, it literally takes you a little bit to get to the case because you pull out the slip cover, you take out the sleeve, you open up, you have a car, the manual, a nice artwork. I mean, and that's just our premium edition. That's the crazy part is that this isn't even our our special, our, you know, our retro or deluxe. This is exactly what you can expect in all of our premium editions. And yeah, it's it's just, it's been wild. It's been really wild just seeing people so happy to get it finally, because to me that the wait was worth it. And just imagine like, you now people have seen what we've done with our premium editions. Wait till you see our steel book. Like, oh, yeah. like that right there is insane. And I mean, it's 
there's going to have to be a wait because, you know, it's production. I mean, I'm going back and forth with the book people, like, all the time because we want to make sure that it's perfect, people. Like, that's it. And if it takes an extra week or two for us to make sure that it's perfect, like, we will make sure. Um, We started to get in. Um, I did get in the demo of the Neo Geo AES-style deluxe box. Mm-hmm. It looks amazing. Uh, the print quality came out great, all of that. Um, but the book was off by, what did I tell you guys? It was seven millimeters. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, it's seven millimeters off. We're not. It isn't going to put us behind, but I do have to reformat the cover and potentially all the papers, and all the pages inside. Mm-hmm. Um, it won't be a huge, huge like setback or anything, but it does need to be fixed because we want it to be the exact same size, not seven right. millimeters too short. So yeah. stuff like that is like where we're taking attention to detail and, and care with, and we're waiting on the the Neo Geo cases to come in, and and we mentioned it before, but. Um, it was the Chinese New Year and all that craziness overseas where they had like basically the month of February. So by the time we got into production starting up, like that's this is literally the fastest we could go because we're, we're waiting on the cases to come in. Um, and that way it goes to the book printer. The book printer puts it all together, ships it out to our packaging facility, who then pushes it out. Um, it's going to be the same thing with the Steelbook. We had to wait because of the the fun new year um, with, with the official steelbook. And now we're like, okay, let's coordinate. And now they're giving us weird quotes and all this stuff. And as JP can attest, it's tough getting people on the horn on the phone. <laughs> so it's interesting. It has been fun. Um, Barry, t- tell us about how crazy the emails have been. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's been wonderful and the way that so many people are getting involved and there have been times where I've sat down and I'm like, Oh, you know, we've got 10 emails and I'll go through the 10 emails. And by the time I get through them all, we've got like another five. And, uh, I was like, okay, wow. Like people are just flooding. And I love it because it's just great communication. People are, are really nice. And, uh, that, that's it. You know, we're, we are gamers, but we're also a game company and mm-hmm. we, as as a machine, so to speak, are unable to do anything without oil or without blood, and you, the customers, are the blood. So to be able to have that interaction is great, and that's that's one of the things that these the challenges do is it lets people get involved in the games, let people share their victories, and start the discussions and start the communication, and just gets everybody more involved and everybody more together. And I think in the, after a year like 2020 where everyone was so apart. It's great to have these games bring people together now and just everyone talking like, oh my God, this is great. I didn't get to play this yet. Now I want to play it. And I've seen other people say like, I got to get this now. Like, wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I saw this, this looks great. This looks like a fun game now. Now I want to see it. Now I want to play it. And uh, it's been wonderful with that because then those same people send me an email and they're like, oh, yeah, now I've done the challenge. And that's great. Games are supposed to be for fun. They're supposed to be played. Uh, And really, that that was a brilliant idea. And just the emails have helped me communicate and connect with so many of our customers. And uh, just thank you for that. You know, you guys are awesome. Well, and you've been doing an awesome job at the communication bear. I know multiple people have come over to me and said, 
holy cow, you guys are like the most responsive and the mm-hmm. most friendly community when it comes to customer service. And it's like people forget though, like we're we're gamers and collectors just like you guys. <laughs> like it's not going to change just because we're we're releasing some games now. Um, what did we mention from day one though, JP? We're going slow. Yeah. Like like just. Just keep that in mind. Like we're gonna wait a little bit because we have every every day people are like, "When's Robot Name Fight coming?" Yeah. Um. I oh, mean, yeah. honestly, like we could launch it for pre-order like tomorrow, people. But the issue is, is that we want to make sure that we don't have it in pre-order and then we wait like six months until you get the game in hand. Like we want to make right. sure. Like I mean, I can tell you right now, our Robot Name Fight is currently with the ESRB, and I'm going back and forth with them just ensuring. Um, we forgot to put down that there's vomiting in the game, people. Yeah, <laughs> vomiting. Um, <laughs> so, but that was a piece. So we're with the ESRB right now going back and forth. Um, as soon as that's done, they're going to submit it for lot check. We had to wait for the newest update for Robot Name Fight so we have everything on the cart. That's why it wasn't with our first series of games. Um, and that's why we're just now submitting it is we're just to the point where he's gotten the update, got enough feedback to make sure that there's nothing that's crazy, uh, when it comes to all of these like issues when it comes to lot check, we don't want any of that. Our other game from series two, which we haven't revealed yet has already completed lot check. So Mm -hmm. there you go. There's your hint everyone uh, it's completed <laughs> lot check it's already got an esrb it's already we've already gotten the cartridge uh labels done for both games we've already gotten the challenge cards done as well as patches drummed up and the case inserts are pretty much like templated somewhat and that's my next goal is the the case inserts and then all that's left is the manuals and we're we're rocking we're cooking uh paul niemeyer as jp mentioned is working on the art uh pieces for robot name fight and other game (laughs) um so he's working on those uh and we got a special treat that we'll probably be announcing maybe on a direct or something uh, regarding our series one games that we're going to do. We're going to do something pretty, pretty fun and special for everybody that supported us. Um, an extra bonus item or items. So that'll be a, a cool fill just to, just to bide everybody over as we're tied and bide, but tied everybody over while we're um, getting every, all the ducks in a row for the, the next series of games. So mm. it'll be super fun. Crazy. But um, we didn't talk about one other patch, though, JP. Yeah, that's true. That's right. So we always, we're gonna we're always gonna claim that we knew about this patch day one. Mm-hmm. It's not true. I could claim uh, that. I could <laughs> I could say that this was my master plan yeah. from I all along. I will say though, a hundred percent props to to Jeff for coming up with this because honestly, I I always I like the idea of it, but to actually see it in action now, this is our. Hashtag premium unboxings. So it's our unboxing patch. You literally get a patch, and right now it's our logo, our company logo, and you get it by unboxing our game. So, you know, you do one game per video, you show it on social media, you tag us, you email us. That's the important thing with the link to it. Mm-hmm. And we're going to mail you an extra patch just for unboxing and showing off our game. And I think the coolest thing about this is one, it's, it's another patch that you can get, but two, I have seen, because I live on on Twitter, I've seen so many people who have never, ever done unboxings before unboxing our games. Amazing. And they're enjoying it. It's not even like, oh, I'm doing this to just get something. They're going through the items, 
Like they're giving nice detailed unboxings and they are loving it. They're they're surprised by the sleeve. They love the manuals. They love the artwork. I've I've seen so many times how appreciative they are to see so many different pieces of artwork in in our one release. And that's something that Jeff said from day one. He mm -hmm. there's so much beautiful art for all these games that he's like, why would we ever want to reuse something on a case on a slipcover when there's so many different pieces. And people appreciate that. So I don't know if you've seen that feedback, Jeff, but they love it. And obviously, so do we. But yeah, it's it's been awesome. I mean, so many people are unboxing. I've seen it on Instagram. I've seen YouTube, Twitter, Facebook even. I mean, it's everywhere. And it's so cool. It's It, it really is. And I think one of the awesome pieces is that, you know, they tag us. So I, I see it on Twitter. But then when I look at their profile, they weren't even following us before. Like, mm -hmm. that means they weren't even getting notifications of us. So they found us somehow. And that's awesome. We're, we're, we're getting, we're starting to build such a bigger community now that these releases are out. And it's so fun to start interacting with people that may not have even known about us two weeks ago. And here they are unboxing, doing the challenges and sharing their completions already. Like how crazy is that, that someone gets our game and immediately they're popping it into play. It's not even like you said, Barry, they're not just putting it on the shelf and, or going into their backlog. They're literally getting our game, ripping it open and playing it already. You know what's funny is I got a story that one of my buddies who's an author, he wrote in the complete SNES, his name's Rob Strangman. I actually got a little news at the end of the episode that I'll talk about. But he told me yesterday, he's like, I saw Super Blood Hockey. I didn't know you were even associated <laughs> yeah. with Premium Edition, but I saw it online. So it is making its way through the circles. And yep. for me, like, I will gladly, you know, give everybody a cool item for, you know, doing a video. And I think some people have reached out and said, well, if I do both games, do I get two patches? And it's like, well, if you do a video for each, like, the patches for the video. So if you do one video per game, sure. Like, mm -hmm. it's just, it just helps people get eyes on what we're doing. And as a thank you, we're sending you a patch. It's too easy. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, there's so many people because of that, too that have like like you said jeff like i didn't even know this was a thing and i've mm -hmm. seen many facebook groups like wait where is this i've never heard of this and despite the playcast despite the the newsletters that that jp blasts out despite social media and all fronts we can't reach everybody and not everybody will even know about us and what you know that's the one good thing is that we still have some in stock so a lot of those people when they see this it's not like oh my god i missed out because I've had that feeling before as a collector, and I'm sure everybody here, maybe not JP because he's insane, when it's like, oh, I didn't know this existed. Oh, it's sold out already. Now I got to go to eBay. Now I got to go buy. Like, it's such a gutting feeling. Like, how did I miss this? How did I not know about this? Mm -hmm. and, and I've had it happen to me so many times. So that's one great thing right now is we still have some in, left. And they are running out, but we do have a few left. Barry and people some. Just, yeah, some. <laughs> we, well, you know, because people are seeing it now, they're like, oh, I, I want to get that too they can still get it at you know at cost they can get it right from us they can participate in the patch you know challenge and and we've had other people who were just like i'm worried i, I want to get the challenge so quickly like ripping it open want to mm -hmm. get you know they don't want to miss out and uh can, can i um can i play <laughs> one piece of um collector knowledge that we i don't know if we've talked about it on the cast but we've definitely talked about it in groups and stuff before it's mm -hmm. a good piece of knowledge so all the companies when they started, whether it be limited run, super rare, uh, strictly limited, special reserve, their first couple titles, they take a while to sell. 
Um, and the thing is, is that after, you know, their second, third, fourth release, they'll get in there and all of a sudden they hit like wildfire because more and more people get their eyes on it. Um, mm-hmm. Our thing is, you know, like everybody's been asking about Robot Name Fight. That could be a, a killer game. I mean, we know it's a killer game, but it could be a killer hit when it comes to like people wanting to get it. That being said, add on our challenge patches. If mm-hmm. once those sell out, those are those are gone, and we're doing you know we're moving on to the next patches. So um, you're gonna want to do the challenges faster than, especially as we release more games. Like when Robot Name Fight comes out, that challenge, and it's gonna be a fun one because I've been I was going back and forth with the developer in a, in a group chat that we're all in. And, um, like, it's going to be a fun challenge. I'm trying to make sure that they don't make anything that's impossible, everyone, just just so you know. But, <laughs> like, like initially it was like, oh, beat the game multiple times or something. Like, no, I mean, that we want to keep it something that's attainable. But that being said, though, if we have, you know, X amount of people that just nab up the game, and then X amount of people are going to nab up the patch, and I don't mean that you know they're going to go a lot faster which is going to be crazy for those of you that are trying to to complete the premium you know experience it'll it's going to become more and more challenging (laughs) (laughs) no pressure no pun intended or anything like that but it is you know it it almost feels like one of those event things you know the certain games that come out and it's like an event you know it's like a spectacle everybody's talking about it everybody's playing it um, those really big, big titles, and I'm not saying our titles are are of that caliber in terms of popularity, but the whole challenge thing—it's like that event. Like everybody's working mm-hmm. on it now, everybody's doing it. It's like a collective group, uh, mm-hmm. all participating at the same time, and, it's, and fun. it's just such a cool feeling. Yeah, it's fun. Well, that's what we said from the beginning: is that we are a community company. I, we don't want to just make games that that sit and go idle and collect dust. This is why I love the the idea of the challenge patches: is that you know, we all get excited when the game goes up for pre-order, right? That's what we're talking about that day. And then we've even seen it when we made the shipping announcement. And today, you know, international shipping finally began. Uh, and we're so happy about that. So everyone gets excited. Then you have the arrivals, right? Everyone starts posting pictures. They're all getting the game. They're sharing it. Now they're doing the unboxings. But then comes the challenge where we're actually playing the game. And an unintended benefit of, of the first challenge which really isn't a secret at this point because everyone, you know, we've been seeing it. But <laughs> what's crazy is I honestly didn't even see it this way, you know, when we came up with the challenge with Loren. I just thought you'd show the picture on the screen with the card, and that was it. I didn't realize that you would see the description on the screen <laughs> with the card. And that, to me, has just brought it to, like, such another level. And I was talking with Loren about this, that we didn't even anticipate that. That wasn't even, like, what we thought of when, at least... For me, I didn't think of it when we came up with this, but it's been hilarious just watching all the different ways that people are completing the challenge. And there's there's so many in the game that like you really don't see duplicates too often yet. And just sharing those, I mean, it's just been hilarious because people now are enjoying the game. We're laughing about about these things, and we're all kind. Of, and like you said, Barry, we're all we're all doing this event together. Like this is the it thing right now is that everyone's just doing these challenges and having a fun time and now i i fully expect to see that with pigeon dev um, yeah, well, in the, the, the listener so. exclusive though is that there is a way to meet the challenge in super blood hockey that nobody's done yet except for oh. me and it mm. and the hint is it might be in the manual 
<laughs> I ah. might have I might have put my completion of the challenge in the manual. <laughs> and it's ridiculous because there's another way to do it. And it doesn't have to be in a game, in a match. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if we start to you know if we see it now come up, we know they were listening to the episode. Exactly. Yeah. Um it's awesome. But so that's yeah, actually, the thing that's crazy. About the challenges. I actually I actually do want to read a quick email. Okay. Oh, sure. while you're yeah. getting that up though, I do want oh, to say I one I, I wanna <laughs> let me let me finish my uh, thought there, Fine. Mr. Go, Mr. Man. Go, Jeff. Go. <laughs> so the patches though are kind of our way to respond to Nintendo's lack of having achievements. Like, they don't have achievements, so we have our own premium achievements. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we are, you know, going slow with our releases, we're not overloading, means that it will be an event every time we release it. We'll just, everybody comes together, we get to play some video games, we get to focus, because there's only, you know, one, maybe two games if you got both. And we get to have fun with it. It's not a huge slog because you don't have to play an 80-hour game. You get to do a fun challenge. And then, hopefully, you continue to play a little bit more and a little bit more. Go ahead, Barry. All right. See, let's see what Jeff had to say was very important. So thank you for finishing, Jeff. Um, but now I wanted to just highlight uh, uh, an email from Kevin. He actually is the first person to do the Pigeon Dev challenge, but he also did the Super Blood Hockey one prior to. And he sent an email. Uh, he said, I love the fact that you guys are promoting play your games with these challenges. I also completed the Pigeon Dev Challenge and submitted that one as well. Please feel free to combine whenever you do shipping. But a strong believer in what you, JP, and the others are doing with premium edition games. Just wish I knew I was going to own... Oh, yeah. I wish I knew I was going to owe a kidney on top of this as well. <laughs> like, I love that. That's the type of emails I'm talking about. Like, it's so wonderful to hear from you and, and to... To f- you guys to feel the same way that we feel because it's true it's like i said it's like an event thing everyone's partaking in it. everyone's playing it and i'm mm-hmm. glad that other people are realizing that too it's freaking ridiculous yeah, yeah i you know it you know it's going well when you i haven't seen one person be negative about it right no one's like oh i have to do this to get another item everyone's just been like oh my gosh when is my game coming in i'm waiting by the mailbox i see people already completing it i don't want to miss it and they're looking forward to it. And that's really, you know, that's the whole point of this. It's just, we want you to enjoy these games. Like, you know, we, we've said it from day one is that we pick not, well, I mean, we're lucky if we get to pick, but we pick developers who are passionate about their games and about the physical release, right? We don't want to just take a game and have no interaction with them, you know, not do anything for them and vice versa. But like Loren and, and Pigeon and, you know, Pigeon Dev and obviously the digital publishers, they're all invested. They all love these ideas. They all want to be part of it. And that's what makes it so much fun is that they're getting into it as well. And that to me is just, again, it's just reinforcing that whole community. That's all we want is that we want people to love our games, play our games, and be able to connect through them. And and we see that starting to happen. And it's it's great because it just means that, you know, we, we had an idea and we see it that it's working. And it, it feels it feels great to now be part of that community that's growing. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's cool. Um, I mean, we want to keep it going. I know we've had lots of developers reach out to us. We've had lots of stores reach out to us. Like, we're going as fast as humanly possible because, you know, this is a fun time for us. And... Mm-hmm. 
we also want to do everything right. And now that you've seen our first two games, you know that it's like an intricate little puzzle that we're creating. And yep. the retro is a new puzzle, and the deluxe is a more complicated puzzle on top of it. <laughs> and the issue isn't doing them, it's doing them right. And, yep. you know, like, we're always going to be looking to better every piece that we're doing on top of it. So even though we have a pretty awesome slipcase and sleeve, like, we're going to be looking to make it better. Like, of course, yep. why wouldn't we? Um, it has just been a wild thing. I do want to say thank you again, just because, like, we appreciate everybody's support. Uh, as Barry said, like, we we couldn't make it happen without the support of uh, the community. And, I mean, we're going to be looking to blow everyone away with Robot Name Fight and the other game that's in Series 2. I love that we can't talk about it. It's so hilarious. Um, <laughs> so, um, I do have... A voice message from last week. Let's hear it. All right, let's hear it, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to hear it? All right, so yeah. it, it was from a um, somebody that you might all know. His name's Jesse Glenn. <laughs> and hey, it's quoted as, Jesse. since you mentioned me. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, uh, let's play this. I guess I'm going to have to leave a message tonight. Um, so while I was listening, I was at home, and I, I played some Black Box Challenge. Um, got some exclamation points on the uh, Duck Hunt and the Urban Champion. Actually, um, I missed that 95 on Duck Hunt. Um, but anyhow, uh, I'd like to say congratulations to you, Barry, on um, your decision to start a family. That is very exciting. And uh, while I was playing Black Box Challenge, um, I was reading the, the character London's dialogue box, and <laughs> you said Rico London was coming out. It was very coincidental, and uh, I thought that was excellent. Um, as far as what I'm playing, I'm trying to get as much Mario 35 in as I can, and Little Town Hero, which is a very hidden gem in, the, in this modern time. It's so good. I highly recommend it. I'm very excited about all the news from the uh, New Games Plus Expo and uh, the Nintendo Direct and Pokemon Presents. And um, congratulations, guys, on getting your game shipped from Premium Edition, and I'm, I'm very excited for that. So I was pretty cool. Uh... Yeah, Jesse is listening, and he does like uh, delivery as he's as he's listening to us. Thanks for listening, Jesse. Thanks Thank for you. supporting. I know we saw that you. I saw your name on the premium because we're literally manually putting in shipping still. <laughs> 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 Definitely saw his That's, name. Um, absolutely. But yeah, thank it's... you so much, Jesse. <laughs> what, did, what did I hear about starting a family? Well, that's because yeah, you, you didn't listen last week. You didn't, really didn't listen. I, I've been entering tracking. What did I miss? No, no. I, I, we were talking last uh, episode, and mm-hmm. I was saying how you know my wife and I, we've come to the decision that we're, we're going to begin the process of starting a family here soon mm-hmm. when things die down just a little bit. And uh, we were talking about how we don't have as much time, and, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be, this is gonna kill my time even more, <laughs> as if I don't have any time already." But, but yeah, that was one thing thing uh, did mention. So clearly, it shows Jesse is an avid listener, and it shows that JP doesn't listen when he's not on the podcast. Very, very true <laughs> on both accounts. And early congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> and like, is it congratulations or I'm sorry? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got two kids, and they drive me crazy, but wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> so he Jesse did mention Black Box Challenge. So just for clarity, that is an NES game that I released about six years ago. It's an RPG recollect video games on the Nintendo Entertainment System, which is pretty crazy. Um, I am still working on the novelization <laughs> of the of the game. I've been waiting on Charles Moissant, who is the artist. 
Uh, he's a comic book artist and everything. He's been sending me some updates, but he is working on getting them done. He's calling it now a penance, is what he said, for not getting them done. Like, he wants to start giving me, like, like money every time he's late or something. <laughs> I don't know, because he's really late. I was like, dude, I just want you to do your awesome work with it so I can put the book out, and then we can finally get it shipped out to all the the backers from the Kickstarter from a long time ago. Like, I just got to get that done. I wrote that book like four years ago, man. <laughs> I'd like to get it out. Um, and then I mentioned Rob earlier, right? So I said I would get to it. It's not the end of the episode, but we'll get to it here. Um, so there was a book I was working on uh, back when we started the Playcast called The Complete Genesis, right? Sega Genesis book. Um, so Rob is going to take the reins and he is going to write finish the writing on the complete genesis which is going to be awesome to be able to get that out because jp keeps me busy with the damn switch collector series <laughs> and then now we have this little company that might be doing some insane stuff with premium so my time is so limited that like i'm going to be doing switch collector series and premium stuff and so having him be able to bring the complete genesis to completion like he's the author like at that point i wrote the numbers the a's and some of the b games and that's all i got to and it literally the switch collector took over and then premium now is made even going back beyond any of my older books like not able to happen at all so really cool to have rob uh, able to take over the reins on it and it'd be it'd be awesome to see that book come out but he doesn't know how to utilize InDesign, so that means that I will be doing some formatting on the side, which will won't be um it won't be crazy at all, guys. Be... <laughs> oh, be... Number six in that series will finally be out, which will be cool. Um, I got people pinging me, and you know, like, like the guy that worked on JP and I's image and never did berries. Um, Saramaru, he wants me to do a Turbo Graphics book. <laughs> <laughs> should tell him you, you do Barry's picture we'll do a, a sorry a, a sorry Mario <laughs> a game. Then, then you're never getting that book done. <laughs> never getting the book done the irony is so mentioned Saramaru, DJ Medina. Um, he worked on FX Unit Yuki on the Turbo Graphics and the Sega Genesis. Well, little known fact is JP and I our first idea to do a physical game company was at Midwest Gaming Classic, and we. We're with Sarumaru. <laughs> we were with DJ Medina, and we were talking about it, and we're like, if we ever do a company, we need to put FX Unit Yuki on the Switch. <laughs> that was always the thing. So, um, Saru, we know you're not listening, but we're waiting on you now to up your game and translate that game into Unity and put it on the Switch. We got you. We're ahead of you now. Who would have thunk it, right? <laughs> like This was years ago, too, right before we started the Playcast, so... When we say that premium wasn't a, a fast decision, like, you know, we've been, it's been a while. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that story, JP. I do not. Doesn't remember the story, Barry. I bet he remembers the anxiety he got because it was starting to blizzard and he had a flight. Now I remember. <laughs> <laughs> when you bring up traumatic stuff. Yeah, I block things out now. It's, it's been a crazy week. I, I literally have to tell myself to go to bed by three every morning because yeah. I can just keep going. <laughs> well, and and the thing is, is that you haven't slowed down JP Switch Mania, and that yeah, being that said, the Switch has not slowed down. It has actually spun up with releases, so it has not only been premium exploding, but the Switch itself. <laughs> oh yeah, like it. 
It, I literally am just a blur. Like, I have to remember sometimes when I'm tweeting, I'm like, okay, look at the little icon. Make sure it's not the premium logo when I'm about to put out this upcoming physical that's not ours. And I'm, I'm literally just going back and forth. And then, you know, you have the weekly release post still that I spend time on. Full-time job, you know, all that good stuff. But, yeah, nothing nothing has slowed down. That's the crazy part. It's just increased now. You know oh. what hasn't increased, though? The amount of hours in the day. No, uh, that uh, it hasn't. So, um, <laughs> I do know on a, an episode in the past, I was pretty critical on our buddies at Limited Run Games for re-releasing repros of NES and Game Boy games, right? Like mm-hmm. just pushing out Shadow of the Ninja again, and it's like, well, I already have it, CIB. Well, uh, I mean, you guys obviously know, but maybe they listen or they they listen to the podcast because. Recently, now, they're going to start publishing a few Columbus Circle Famicom exclusive aftermarket games. So they're pushing out a, a slew of three different rhythm-based Famicom, previously Famicom-only NES titles. And mm-hmm. the opposite of um, Shadow of the Ninja, I think that is amazing now that we're going to get an NTSC-licensed release of those mm-hmm. aftermarket games. Because something that comes out in the aftermarket, that's cool. Something that came out in the retail of an old classic system, I have no interest in. To me, that's a waste mm-hmm. of time, effort, resources. Seems like a cash grab. All of that stuff. Because I and we've seen it online, too. But it's the opposite for these awesome, awesome games that they're releasing. I have a couple over here, like 8-Bit Rhythm Land and Kira Kira Night Star DX. And I have a few of them on the Famicom. Um, I am highly contemplating getting them for the uh, for the NES now. So really kudos to them for actually, I don't know if they're listening to the fan base or it just came as a coincidence that they were able to, um, you know, sign those games at the same time. Uh, but it is cool to see them actually doing some real new games instead of just rehashing old IPs and putting them back out on the same medium. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, right? I don't know what you guys think about that. I mean, me personally, I'm not a like a. I'm really not an NES collector at this point, or an aftermarket one. I think it's cool. I love I love when you know new games are coming out, even today or previously unreleased ones, because it gives everybody a chance to you know either play them officially now or just experience them for the first time. I won't be getting them just because that's not the category of games I'm collecting. But I, I. I echo your sentiment. I think that that is really cool that they're doing them and bringing out, you know, previously Japanese-only games. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm actually in the same camp as uh, Jeff here. I think I think when it's something that didn't get a release before, I am 100% for it. When it's stuff that has had other releases, like the, the Star Wars stuff, I feel that's more of a waste. Um, that being said, I have bought a few of them, um, which was like Shantae, because I don't own the original cart and it's getting expensive. And uh, I bought the uh, the few from like Sega CD and Sega 32X because I have the 32X set. And it's like, well, this is an official re-release. It's not just like a repro. So I'm like, I might as well just grab it now. Um, but a lot of it, you're right. Like It's like, oh, you could pay 40 bucks for the Game Boy Star Wars. Or you could buy $10 for the original version online. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 
I, I think that's a waste of resources, especially like that was the Star Wars was so disappointing for me because when they announced that at their E3 at the end that they had Star Wars, I was thinking it was going to be a compilation on Switch PS4 of all these old Star Wars games. That was mm-hmm. phenomenal. Like, oh, this is great. And then I found out that they were just doing repros and it's like, oh, no, but <laughs> it's not as interesting. <laughs> no, nowhere near as interesting. And, and I'm not even going for the full NES set, you know, it's just so expensive, especially right now. Uh, and while I have a yes, lot of JP, NES games, don't do it. I don't, yeah, I, <laughs> I, JP's uh, the guy who's I like, I'm going to start collecting GameCube <laughs> again. Hey, I've been doing pretty good with it so far. <laughs> yeah. But when you go to NES, do not go back and go for aftermarket. It's too expensive. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, like something like this, it's one of those things also where it's probably going to be more expensive in the aftermarket down the road. So I may as well just grab it now. Uh-huh. But if it was just like, hey, like like if they were doing like an official re- reproduction of Little Samson or something, I'd probably grab it because mm-hmm. I don't see myself getting a, little, a legit Little Samson anytime soon unless I get stupid lucky. But if it's like, hey, we're doing Duck Hunt, like no, no, I'm not doing that. Well, the thing is, is that, you know, having created the complete NES and Super Nintendo books and stuff, like, I categorize it all. So, the license set is a is a set. It's its own section of the book. It's the same thing that we do with Switch Collector. And then, with this one, though, like, then you have your PAL exclusives. You have your Famicom exclusives, which I further categorize as can be enjoyed without re- having to read heavy, heavy Japanese. So, you can still have an enjoyable gameplay experience. It's not like a text-heavy RPG that you can't read. Um, And then you have your bootlegs and your Asian games that were released in the 90s, like, and right near the tail end. And then you have your whole homebrew scene, which which, uh, Christian Dietering and created the term aftermarket. He didn't create it, but he's trying to coin it and replace homebrew with that because we're beyond single programmers now in their basement just doing homebrew we have like team there's teams of people working on these games now and there's other gamers that are using nes maker to to create games utilizing the program with the whole backing of a community and so it's it's a different piece but it's all aftermarket after the release of the system and that's a subset um that subset could never end forever it could go on and every system has its own now where those reproductions they're literally that's what they are they're they're fan-made reproductions whether they you know got the license or not um it's it's nothing that fits into a collector's category a standard one all it is is a repro and there could be a repro category of a quote-unquote official repros and that might be its own thing but like for me, Little Samson, don't care, wouldn't buy it. Reason being is because number one, you could come across it. That's the gambler's chance. You could find it at a at a flea market someday. The other piece is there's things called EverDrives and emulators where you can still play the game. So as long as I can still play the game somewhere, even on original hardware, I can play it without owning the game. I'm okay to satisfy you know the gameplay aspect until I come across it natively or am willing to pay eight billion dollars for a copy, which no. But um, that being said, though, like I don't see a place for the um, for that type of game. But there's also other complicated games, like for example, if someone like Pico Interactive comes across a Super Nintendo title that was unreleased, where he has the original code from the '90s and he releases it on a cartridge and he owns the license but the game was never released um 
that's another category. Stuff's crazy. It goes on forever, guys. It never ends. That's something that, you know, even getting full sets, there's always definitions for full sets now. It's no longer I have the full insert console set here. Mm-hmm. There's always that stipulation. Is it's a full retail set that came out during its time? Is this counting homebrew? Is this counting aftermarket? Is this counting, you know, games from other countries? Is this counting fan translations of games that came out during the retail but never came to your country? Like there's there's so many asterisks, if you will, um, to all these sets. Um, some people will will say, oh well, you know, I have a full NES set, but I don't have you know, stadium events, but I have world-class track or, you know, me and they're the same game. So therefore I have the full set. I just don't have that one release version. Then there's variants. Do you count every variant? Well, this is a Walmart exclusive cover. This is a Best Buy. Like it's a rabbit hole that you could never stop going down. And that depends on how crazy you want to get. For example, look at JP and, and his let's, you know, his, his, let's sing and look at his rbi baseball like hey they're all different (laughs) yeah they're all different but you also have jp though with his subset of the fosicles the code in boxes that he collects but barry won't touch that with with a 10 inch pole only only english ones i touch because they they was due to me count as part of the the Mm-mm. ESRB set, but I don't no. get the foreign ones. And the one time I asked, well, I, I technically have one foreign one, but I did get another foreign one. And JP actually bought it because he didn't get his foreign one, which was which was awesome. Wait, which but, one? Uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you bought that from me, and uh, it's I. You know what it is? It's just it depends on how crazy you want to get well and yeah more importantly how much room you have (laughs) well the other thing is is that like you just said though jp justifies variants you only justify esrb variants i argue and my collection is all intermixed because the switch is region free and good games are good games so all my games are all together on the shelf i collect them all as long as i can understand them and re and and be able to play them and i like and and i don't buy everything so i just got to enjoy them um, I consider those part of a full Switch set. So, for example, if Goat Simulator never gets an a ESRB release, it's still part of a complete Switch set. It's a legitimate game, and it's awesome. There's so many amazing experiences, like the Final Fantasy games, and we haven't seen mm-hmm. a true ESRB for some of those. I think for a lot of those, actually. So, yeah. are those part of a complete set? Oh, no, Final Fantasy VII doesn't count as, as a part of the switch well, set again, and it's like it's a full esrb set it doesn't count but if you count a full english set it absolutely does yeah but so then again, you're just saying uh, that's that's like a, a crazy thing though because you're you're excluding then classic games because at the switch is one of the few systems where there are a lot of epic games that didn't come out in the u.s i mean I- there's a lot of stuff from Super Rare, from other, mm-hmm. uh, you know, s- small uh, limited companies that are amazing games. I mean, heck, they just put out Lonely Mountains, which we covered on the Playcast, and that's an amazing mm-hmm. game. There's no way I wouldn't count that as part of a Switch set. And, One of my I mean, favorite games we played last year was Evil Land. They did that, too. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's it. in my top games. I'm looking at it. Yeah. But that's the thing, though. So, like, it, it, you would be excluding those if that's the way that if you only collected ESRB, which but is, which is sad. Which is sad. Yeah. 
Everybody collects differently. Like like, like JP was talking about with, <laughs> with people having their own shelf with our games and how he puts the Super Rare games all together. You know, yeah. I have all my Super Rare games alphabetically intermixed with all my other games. So if hey, I JP, wanted Lone Mountain Downhill, I, put a, I look under L. He looks under whatever number it is in the Super Rare set. What am I, JP? I'm sad. I want to say number 45. But I'm curious if I'm wrong or right now. Well, For which see, one? <laughs> and even there, you I'm know, I'm gonna look it up. Super put rare. In that's amazing. Order. I did I actually know, I get in a Fossil, which sucks. I don't like it, but it's fine. I got in the Retromania Wrestling that I pre-ordered. Yes, I, I got that one into. I did that you more know, so to. I did that more so to support. I did that more so to support the uh, developer, but I didn't get a code for the game, so that's. Sad. I didn't either. No, nobody got a code yet. I bought the game. What the hell? Yeah, they sent out an email. The codes for Switch weren't ready yet. Boo. No, but, but they did add. So two fun facts. One is, as far as I know, because when I got it in, I went to their website to see if, you know, there was a link. So if anybody else wanted to get it, it's off their website. So this physical doesn't seem to be available anymore. And mm-hmm. secondly, inside, I think it was inside the case or inside the, the shipping it, packaging the was a poster. And that poster wasn't originally planned for this physical i think they add it as a um you know apologies for the delay of this which the poster is really cool but yeah i don't even think you can get that anymore so did yours come sealed because mine came opened mm, no i don't think any of them came sealed i don't think okay. mine was sealed either but it's and i was wrong cool. lonely mountains was number 46 oh wrong. you were off okay. by a number sorry george Damn it, JP. Damn it. But no, so that's the thing though, and that so that's what we're just saying though, is by justifications though. Here's the thing. JP's not wrong, Barry's not wrong, I'm not wrong. Like we collect how oh, yeah. we want. And I just feel like it's a it's a weird thing because the Switch is one of the first systems that has such a huge discrepancy of amazing yeah. games in all these different regions. And I'm not even talking about just like only in Europe or something like there's Europe, Japan, there's Australian exclusives, right? Asia. Like, oh yeah. Asia. Like, and then there was Japan and Asia. And those are two different, different regions. People, some have the English on one region and not the other and vice versa. And it's not consistent. Yep. Somebody needs to do a book on this crap. <laughs> if only i think i think what's crazy is that mm. this it's true unless somebody buys a switch game in every single region's released it's very hard to say you know what a complete collection is because even in canada i remember seeing like the crash trilogy game i think it was has french on the back cover with the english and in the u.s it's just english text so is that a variant people have you know made fun of me and poked fun going like oh if you don't get that one you don't have all of them but That's the not truth on is, Switch only, though. I mean, no, I know, but I'm games. saying, like, I mean, even mm. um, I think the Hyrule Warriors, um, the most recent one, in one region had three rating codes on it, or or maybe not three rating codes. It had like three different languages, like text of the title on the cover. So it's just it's things like that just make it so subjective as to what so, is really a complete set. I will tell you my recommendation, JP. I would only get it if it's interesting enough for you. If it's interesting, mm-hmm. it's worth it. If it's if it's just some text and that's not interesting to you, that's right. You know what I mean? And that would that oh, could yeah. kind of hone you in and focus you because like if it's like I don't know, Curse of the Moon, where they have a a different Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, where they have a different art art on there. Like mm-hmm. heck yeah, that counts. That definitely mm-hmm. counts. I'm still looking for that one super secret one. Don't have yeah, that yet. was a PAX, I think West exclusive. Mm-hmm. I'm still looking for it too, so I'm in the same boat. Exactly. I hope you guys find it. 
oh, I'm, I'm okay if I don't, I won't lose sleep, but if I find it, I will yeah. buy it. <laughs> and that's the other piece. But but that being said, though, that's interesting to me. That's yeah. cool. Is it $1,000 cool? No. <laughs> like I would, but I absolutely want to find it. You know what I mean? I also don't cool. buy all the games, too. And as we mentioned last week, I got to kick myself in the butt because the game prices are going up now. Oh, yep. yes. <sighs> Some games are just skyrocketing. It's gross. Like they're getting like one print. One print mm-hmm. at retail and it's over. And it's like, wait, what? Yep. I will say that um, for me, I I don't care about like the language for the most part. That normally, mm-hmm. the, I don't count that as what I'm going for. I count, like what Jeff said, if the artwork is different, I count that as a variant, whatever region it is. I've seen it even with, um, I think it was Super Smash Brothers in Germany. Because of the USK rating, I think they took Yoshi off the cover because they just didn't have enough space. I count that as a variant, but I just don't count if the same game comes out in five, you know, different countries, and the only difference is the text language. Like to me, I'm good with my ESRB or whatever region, you know, it's released in. But even yeah. still, even with that, there's just so many games, so okay. many variants of games, so many just printings of, of of like the artwork and second printings and collector edition covers and things like that. So no matter what, my collection is just crazy at this point, and there's no. No climbing up that rabbit hole. I'm I'm in it four years, and <laughs> I, I'll hit the bottom at some point. I just don't know when. My, I'm, I'm closing in on hitting the bottom just due to space. I mean, I literally mm-hmm. have an overflow box of just the variants, just those yeah. variant covers, and, and I have them just in a box because I have ran out of room because the Switch does so many games. And, of course, we're absolutely part of the problem putting out more awesome games, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Uh, you know, that's the thing. It's just... Video games are fun. They're supposed to be played, and video game collecting is supposed to be fun. So yeah. don't don't listen to what anyone else says, other than just collect what you want to collect. It's the if best you want to collect all to have, Barbie right? Games, collect mm-hmm. all the Barbie games. If you want to collect all the Mario, collect all the Mario. Do subsets. Do whatever brings you joy, and have fun with it. Because it's while it's a hobby, it's also supposed to be fun. Mm-hmm. And I will say, at the very least, just get premium edition games. I mean, yeah, it's just fun. Get that one. You're good. You get you get one company a year. It's premium edition games because you get patches. You get. It's cool not stuff. a huge investment because no, we're only not. releasing four games a year. We're not. I mean, and we're putting so much into the games. That's when people were like, "Oh, you should charge twenty dollars or whatever." Now, when people are seeing what we're putting into it, there's like, "There's no way we could charge anything less than the the forty bucks that we're doing." And forty bucks is a great great price for what for everything we're putting into it and again we mentioned it from day one we're going hand in hand with the developers so by supporting us you're supporting the developers they're getting nice a nice representation when it comes to our company we're always going to make sure that the developers are taken care of that's like our number one goal that's the cool part but i look over at my collection when you said like there's there's just too much and it's like i want to have my stuff displayed in an interesting way and I have too many of the limited edition stuff to where it's no longer interesting. So I got to figure out if I want to sell some of the pieces because I want to keep all the games. But do I want to sell some of the pieces? Do I want to just take the pieces and put them in the garage? Because then maybe I'll, you know, find a way to display them in the future. Um mm-hmm. I mean, I don't necessarily want to sell my games. That's the other thing. But because, like, I just got in that giant Blaster Master Zero box, and it's cool, but I don't have any space for it. I feel like Barry. It's weird. Um, <laughs> but that's just my it. nightmare. And my and my actual, you know, my rental display. It's it's encroaching on the fifth 
side by side shelf of games side by side now and my daughter's shelf is starting to get crunched and I'm like I don't want to remove her games I already had to remove little friends and she's she was sad so I don't I don't want to do that so I got to figure out a way to interestingly display those I don't want to remove any more of my top you know 30 games or whatever either and just so you guys know on top of the top 30 is Super Blood Hockey and Pigeon Dev games so it's displayed on the top of the collection I did put mine at the very beginning of our of my collection. Nice. No yeah. bias there. I, wow. I put mine under S and P <laughs> alphabetically. Everybody mm-hmm. together, slap the forehead at the same time. Oh. <laughs> but they stand out, and they also look great yes. with all their other brothers and sisters. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so interestingly, too, is that I should have... Um, I told JP and Barry this off Playcast, but I did order a marquee for my mm-hmm. Switch kiosk, a custom one, and it's I got tracking, so it should be arriving. And it is definitely our games. One of them is unannounced, so oh. I can't I can't show it unfortunately oh. yet. But Robot Name Fight's on there, and so is um, Sunshine Manor and Sunshine um, Camp Sunshine and super blood hockey so i got those on there um didn't put any pigeon dev love on there because it just didn't fit the aesthetic of the piece but there Mm. is also another game from our series two the one that's unannounced is also on there and it's gonna look cool so it means i can't show it though it's sad there have been sightings though on certain videos and podcasts and recordings that we've done of our other game release, unannounced game. So people with a keen eye might be able to figure out what we're doing. Maybe. That's that's all the hints we can put out, though. I mean, you gotta hunt, people. You gotta try. (laughs) The key is to listen to every appearance that any one of us is on, because there's bound to be a slip-up somewhere. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) I haven't slipped up on any of the games yet. Yeah, you slipped up on one. In fact, you, you, you mentioned it. I think it was when we were with Frank. That you actually mentioned something that you shouldn't have on another show. Hmm, I don't think I did, but okay. Because <laughs> you want to know why I don't think I did, Barry? Why? Because he didn't click record. No, no, no. That The whole episode was there. It's just he didn't save the game. Like, after he beat, played, he didn't hit save. So the episode is there, but his save progress was gone. Oh, I got you. Okay, so the episode's there. So maybe it is there then. Maybe. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so, JP. Barry's wrong. <laughs> I think we Go just see. hit a sales record for the day, guys. Yes, I saw that. We hit a sales I think the record. funniest thing, I don't think anyone knows this, even Jeff doesn't know this, but the only time he ever comments to me about how we're doing is the one minute I'm not looking at the page. All day long, <laughs> I've got this page, I'm... I'm talking to my wife. We're excited. We're seeing so much activity. And then the minute that Jeff always texts me or mentions something is like the time that my eyes away. And then I go back. I'm like, oh, my God, I missed it. He got it there first. <laughs> hey, you on, you know how that works, JP? No. My wrist vibrates uh, when I look at it. And I'm like, oh, my watch shows it. <laughs> and I'm like, cool. <laughs> I literally just got to press it on my watch. <laughs> Well, I do. Yeah, I mean, I want to just give a shout out to I, I think we should really just say it again, like a big shout out to just everybody from day one, which was August 11th 
uh-huh. 2020, from the minute we had our first direct and people were excited to, like, right now, like, you know, we're doing this playcast and I don't get off social media. So I'm still seeing people getting their games in, sharing them. Nintendo just, you know, got his copy that he ordered in and he just shared it. And I just Ooh. think it's amazing the support and the well wishes. Not even just the support of, like, hey, got a new game from a company, but it's like, congrats to the team. Congrats to Barry, to Frank, to Jeff, to Erica, to me. Like, they know us. They know how passionate we are. And it's so great to like, they're holding our baby now. Like that's just insane. And yeah, it doesn't stop. That's, that's the crazy part is like, I thought social media was alive and kicking, but this has just become 24 seven. I mean, even to the extreme, it's just awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm loving this. Awesome. P awesome. P. <laughs> I still haven't found any good bought art for awesome. Peter super blood hockey yet. Cause <laughs> I did make perlers for both like the perler beads. And I go, when I go to like goodwills and yard sales, I look for paintings and stuff. And I found a perfect one for camp, for camp sunshine with the, with the killer bear. And it's like over by uh, and it's, it's on my wall. And some people will see it when we do videos and pictures and stuff. But I haven't found a cool like ice pond or ice rink or anything yet for Super Blood Hockey, and I haven't found any kind of crazy looking fantasy tower or anything that I could use for the awesome P. Because I'm looking, I am looking. Um, nothing yet, but once I do, the bot art and all of this stuff will be hung in the Premium Edition Games um, future store that we'll have. We'll have a office in the future where it'll have a game room in the front where everybody can come and visit and. If I have anything to say about it, everyone, it's, it's going to be some kind of giant parking lot that we have with it. Like, say it's an old abandoned school or church or some, or a movie theater, but then we could have swap meets, monthly swap meets. That's awesome. And that's the goal. Like, find some crazy old property to require some upkeep to get it up and make it look real cool, but then literally have the swap meets where everybody can just get together and and enjoy the Nintendo Switch, enjoy gaming, whatever the current thing is. Because, you know, we got um, we got a five-year plan, and we are right doing exactly what we want to be doing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. So, have we been playing anything this week? I mean, I've played some, I've played some new stuff that, that I've been sent from people to try out, and we could talk about some of those. Um, Barry, have you been playing anything though first? Because usually the only one of us that actually plays like a lot. Uh, I finished Bravely Default Two finally. Ooh, uh, fantastic game. Uh, although I I kind of expected just a tad more from the ending, but I'm overall satisfied. Hmm. And I just started. I started yesterday, and unfortunately, I didn't get very far because I've been just so busy. I haven't even got to play any today. Uh, Tokyo Xanadu EX Plus, which is a game that I bought and sat on my shelf and didn't think much of it. And then as I was looking through, I'm like, oh, wait a second. This is a Falcom game. Hmm. I love them. And it, mm-hmm. it's pretty much just like the Trails of Cold Steel games and the rest of the Legend of Heroes games, except it's an action RPG. So it has all those elements, but in the dungeons, instead of turn-based, it's just action. And you can switch between characters, and so far it seems really cool. And, uh, you know, because it's, like, it's, it's almost like the Legend of Heroes meets the Ease series put together. I do have to um, ask you, it's on the Switch. <laughs> Did you play PS5? It is not on the Switch. See? CJP, he always it's does P- this. PS4 and the Vita. And the PS4 one has bonus stuff. And uh, hopefully it comes, uh, Axis is the one that actually published that one. So Axis loves the Switch. Hopefully they bring it over. And, and it, it's, it's a, kind of a cheap uh, 
translation. Like the translation's good, but it's all Japanese dialogue. There's no English dub, and even the opening anime movie, it has the Japanese logo as opposed to the English logo. So you could tell like Axis did this pretty on the cheap to just get it out in America, mm-hmm. but at least it is in English. Uh, the the text, and so far I'm having fun. I've only done the very first chapter, which was probably about 45 minutes or so. Damn. Um, but I look forward to continuing that for sure. And I hope it does come to the switch because I love Falcon stuff. Oh, as you were saying that I'm like, man, hopefully that's on the switch. Send me a link. Oh, <laughs> sad. Hey, um, so I alluded to this, um, on, in the discord chat and we do have a discord, everyone that is super crazy right now. Like there's so many people chatting in there about premium. It's crazy, but I've been playing a game a little bit, and it's absolutely not the game I should be playing. I'm not playing Astral Chain. Um, <laughs> but um, I've, I actually got a used copy that wasn't full retail of Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. So That's finally. Yeah, we had um, a, a while ago, we had some voice messages, like a couple weeks in a row. He's like, I want you guys to get and play Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 for the podcast. I know it's a giant game, so I need to start playing it a little bit. Um I think it's really fun. It's it's pretty crazy. It kind of reminds me of like the Lego games with a little more stakes to it. So it's super cool. And I'm going to play it a little bit more, hopefully. Hopefully I have time. Probably not. Um, you been playing anything big, JP? Me? Um, Astral Chain. I try and find like a few minutes a day to play. The problem is it's not one of those games where I could just play when I'm tired. Mm-mm. You really have to... Be mentally ready to engage yourself in it, so I haven't had that much of a chance lately. The but chapters I will say are like long, that. JP. The chapters are well, long. The chapters are pretty long. <laughs> yeah, I like that there's just lots of save points. That's what To me, yeah. like I don't even see it as chapters right now, because I'm still so early in the game that I did my first real mission, and the first big, I guess, shocker happened in the game, so I'm still early on, but I, I chose... I forget if it's a casual mode or what they called it, where you kind of get like extra health and it's a little bit, you get extra lives in case, you know, you die, things like that. So I just really want to enjoy the game because to me, it's like playing an anime, a really, really good anime. So I, I've just been, you know, I've been going pretty easy into it, but I'm, I'm loving it. I, I, I highly recommend for anyone who plays it to take time to do, go through the tutorial Mm -hmm. when you're in the HQ, because there's so many things that I just would never know if I just didn't go through those quick little how-tos. And it, to me, it just makes the game so much better when you actually know how to control um, your characters. Yeah. It's oh, yeah, there's a lot to control super in that game. Super cool game. Oh, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll have an episode on it eventually. Yes. Eventually. I got to play eventually. more of it. and I'd say we got to get to a certain point before we talk about it. We're not going to be able to beat it this year probably. So we got to <laughs> <laughs> to get somewhere. Somewhere we got to pull the plug and might just have to say, all right, on this date we're going to record it. Um, but so some of the other things that I've been playing, as I mentioned, is is that we've gotten a few games in. Um, typically we would get these with like a lot of codes, but some of them, like the developers give us like a code or two codes and so we don't get enough for the playcast. Um, but... One of them, we did get enough for the playcast, so I'm going to wait for that one. not going to talk about that game. We'll talk about that game later. But another one that um, I played, and it's by one of our, our buddies, Nape Games. Um, he sent us a game called Recknum Cherry Dreamland. And it's so weird, guys. It's so weird. So, like, we played Ployd Saga X by Nape, and it, it was... It could, it could use a lot of work. Um... Cherry is 
like everything we wanted from Ploid Saga. However, it's all in black and white. It's like the animation is like an old timey cartoon, kind of like your um your Cuphead, mm-hmm. but it, and it's really cool. There's voice act, there's voice um voiceovers for for the text at the beginning. All the, there's like cartoons in between different levels, um, but it's black and white. And then it's weird. It does this thing where it circles your character in a in a in like a circle, so you have a limited viewpoint. And if it was color, it'd be okay because it's black and white. It's kind of hard to see. And you start off with like a little fairy, and you gotta kind of move through obstacles to unlock a pathway. And it's very simple. You can't attack or anything. And then you get to a a side-scrolling platforming level. Um, it does control a lot like Ploid Saga, um, but it's really interesting the way that he did it with this uh, black and white. It's it's really cool, though. So we have to make sure that you guys play it. I know that they sent us two copies. we got to get a third for sure, so Barry can get one or JP can get one, whoever gets the other copy. Um, Whoa. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, but... That being said, though it's it's cool though it's my favorite of Nape that Nape's put out on the Switch recently. So that's it's definitely nice. definitely getting better um, and getting cooler and very interesting. There's multiple different abilities and stuff. It's like all the pieces that we wanted um, with Ployd. Now he's starting to refine it into his newest games, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that I've been playing is a game called Robot Named Fight. Um, <laughs> I've heard of that one. It's a physical. Yeah. Um, ironically, though, I have been playing it because after we started going over the um with with Matt, who who is the developer, been going over the challenges. I'm like, oh, I want to try to do this challenge. Um, but I can't yet. Yeah, it's hard. It's not. It's not difficult, but you have to meet certain criteria, which is interesting. You have to do crazy stuff. Um, but I keep dying. I keep dying all the time. It's crazy. <laughs> Little secret though for everyone. Here's a here's a pro tip. If you die, just exit out of the game and then just turn it off. <laughs> and then start it back up and you don't have to restart with the new seed. You can continue where you left off. <laughs> That's the classic where you would just like power off the game to not lose your save. Because the thing is, is as soon as you go back to the main menu, your save deletes itself. Well, if you press the home menu, as soon as you realize you're going to die, you hit the home menu, you just close out of the application, it actually starts you at the previous room that you just went to. So that is probably not able... You probably can't do that in Steam. Probably only can do that on the Switch. That's how I've been doing it, because the, the version that I have right now, like you can actually get the code for the seed, so you can play that exact same level makeup, and there are billion seeds by the way there's a billion different combinations so i'll likely never see the seed again but i've been enjoying this one like i've been getting pretty far further further than i've ever gotten in the game i've unlocked some stuff so i'm like i don't want to start over damn it um so but that's playing on and off just like you've been playing uh astral chain jp um that was that mm-hmm. one but yeah those are a couple highlights of some games i don't want to spoil any others i've played a few others but we can may talk about those on a different day um, it's been crazy. Has there been anything outstanding in the news or anything? I mean, I know JP has the micro machine style, but like, I don't want you to have to research or overwhelm. Has, has <laughs> yeah, I was been... gonna say it's been a crazy week. Mm-hmm. I've I know I've I've shared things. Um, I will say there is a game that got announced through a press release, and I think retail pre-orders may open up tomorrow if I read correctly. But hmm. Blue Fire is getting a retail physical release. 
Nice. Um, and that's actually a really cool indie game. I think it was on one of the indie showcases. So that's probably the most recent from tonight. And then I probably really just have to scroll through my feed over the last week. I don't. I'm on autopilot sometimes. I see a game and I just immediately share it. And then I just my mind has been going right back to premium. So I have nothing memorized in my head. I really rely on my sit down when I do my weekly release posts to see everything that's coming out. Um, I will say that Super Rare is supposed to be announcing their next title tomorrow. I think. Okay. Um, so that should be interesting. And then their last yeah. like three or four titles have all been excellent too. Oh like, yeah. Like that's where it's like people were, I, I mean, you've seen people on online complaining about their title selection. I have no issues with super rare. Like they, they're really like, it's, they, they do some really good titles. Oh yeah. Um, but other than that, anything big? No, I mean, I really can't think of anything that's been, like, crazy huge news that everybody's talking about. So, mm-hmm. aside from just premium edition games shipping out their games now. Yeah. We talked about Switch it. Pro rumors last week and all that jazz yeah. and all that fun stuff, but there's nothing solidified. Um, have you seen anything, Barry? Because I know you're keen, but you've also been playing another game, which is called Tag on Emails. So, <laughs> <laughs> it yes, might be tag- taking your life. <laughs> tag on Emails took time, and, uh, like, for me, the biggest thing... Well, which which happened today, which was the uh, Square Enix presents, which I didn't even get mm-hmm. to watch, you know, until much later because we had a, a business call. But that yeah. is, it, unfortunately, it's not Switch right now, but it's the uh, A New Life is Strange was announced, mm-hmm. and a series mm-hmm. that I I truly do love, and I can't wait for the new one. It's actually all coming together, um, and they're remastering the first one and Before the Storm, and. Then oh it's PS4 and PS5, but I really hope they bring these games to Switch. The Switch is perfect for these style of games. I don't know why they don't. Barry, the uh, Switch did... is perfect for everything. Come on. They did show off Bow and Wonderworld again. Uh, that that game, uh, I I cry every time I see it because the trailers are so beautiful and the gameplay is so garbage. Uh... <laughs> Maybe the final version will be good. They already said it was a day one patch and that the, the stuff they're addressing is not all of the. The issues. There's just so many issues with that game. Weird. Okay. okay. I haven't. I haven't seen much on that. But you can play the demo. Must be broken. That's it's okay. I also well, could have played the demo for Monster Hunter Rise, and I definitely did not download that. Mm-hmm. I didn't want it. <laughs> Don't have the time for that, man. Um, I did um, want to mention one thing that I saw is every once in a while I go into the Switch eShop. Um, I did find a bunch of seven cent sales. Because uh, really? you know that you know the Switch eShop went up to two dollars, but um, they some d- d- uh, digital publishers they probably found their way around it because I saw a bunch of seven cent games, and I think it's that if you bought su- a certain game, you get the next one for seven cents. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got a ton of games. I got um, I haven't played them yet because ironically I ran out of space because somebody keeps sending me all these crazy, crazy codes, but. Um, <laughs> I got games like Dark Burial, A Borginus, I got Escape Land. I got mm-hmm. uh, Wrecked, Mana Spark, and Akane. I got all six of those games for seven. Game? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all six, all six games for like 40, 40 points total. Because I use points for them. Seven points each? Yes, please. Um,. But yeah, we played some uh, some Cubite games uh, recently too, and we get like them via Steam, and they're not on the Switch, and it's super interesting. Um, mm-hmm. We might have to in a future episode do like a here's what we're playing that we 
could publish if we get enough uh, listener feedback or something. Mm-hmm. Like, like head us up because I mean, as we said, we're going slow, and we already have series two and series three planned out, and series three gets us to the end of the year. So, like, we're good. But that being said, you you hit us up with a home run, like where where they want to, you know, where we could make it a premium edition. Like, who's to say, right, guys? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. We've seen crazy posts of recommendations of, oh, you should do this crazy Square Enix game or this other stuff, and we're like, yeah, absolutely. But the key there is is that, you know, we have to have the opportunity to release it as well because, I mean, hell, we would put every single game on the Switch if we could. But, like, if, for example, Ghosts and Goblins had just came out, if Capcom isn't willing to talk to us, like, it's... Moot point, right? Wait, you mean we can't just print any game we want with without their permission? We actually need to get their permission? <laughs> Damn it. Technically. <laughs> you can get the code for us, Barry. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, so and that's the key, though, is that we appreciate all the recommendations in the Discord thread. Leave us voicemails on here um, on Anchor, and we'll play them on the playcast just like we did Jesse's. But even just, you know, leaving us different things on social media is, is awesome. It's been great. Um, do we have anything else to cover? Mm, that's it. Play our games. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, get you some patches. Challenge. Let's do it. Where we are gonna do a um a direct soon. Um, it may not be. Let's take a let's take something from Nintendo, guys. It may not be a full direct. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> might be a, a direct mini or something. Um, there we go. Yeah, direct mini. But yeah, we may we may we are gonna be doing some kind of video soon. Um, I know there's the thank you video that that we're working on that we've been getting together i think i filmed it like a hoosier so i call my wife when she does something dorky and i, I filmed it in vertical mode instead of horizontal and <laughs> so i did it like a hoosier um but hoosier's indiana and by the way for those of you from new jersey but um <laughs> but that being said though uh we are going to do we do have some cool stuff to announce in the direct mini so it'll still at least be fun because we do have some time everyone until Retro and Deluxes come out, and we are working on them every day gone day, though, right? Yes. And JP yes. really wants to do the direct. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sometimes we have to hold JP back from it's true from from doing things like like the slip covers. JP wanted to tell everybody that we were like, no, 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 you can't. Now, are you glad that you didn't seeing the reaction from people in the unboxing when they're like, oh my god, what this is great? Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> See, when we do it, we do it for your own good, JP. <laughs> we want people to be excited, and I know you're excited. We're all excited, but you know, I I, I can imagine like Hanukkah time, like you know, little Josh is getting his present, and you're like, it's a car, and like like Shannon's looking at you like, let him open it. It's like no, but it's a car. You got to see it. it's a car. It's so good. Please tell me you haven't done that to him. No, no, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) He got really quiet. That means it's happened. (laughs) I was just waiting to see how it unfolded, everyone. It's like, all right, Cotton, let's see how this let's see how this turns out, Cotton. (laughs) 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 I was sitting here like, hmm. (laughs) Look on my face was priceless, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Only if we run video. Oh, too fun. I mean someday maybe if if we get enough uh, you know, listeners that want us to, we could stream these suckers. We don't edit out anything. The only thing I'll ever edit out is if we have like long silences or something, because sometimes there is. That's about all I edit out. 
Um, never added out any words because if I say something crazy, it's gonna be crazy. <laughs> oh. It's true. We like to talk, so there's really not a lot of uh, lull in between. Mm-mm. Nope. Um, so should we uh, wrap her up and tell people where to find us? That sounds good. Cool. Go ahead, Barry. Ah. Oh, uh, you usually start, but fine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We'll throw that little wrench right there in the cog, you know, change it up. Uh, so you can find me at Twitter at Hawk Hellfire. You can find me on Facebook and on YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. You can absolutely find me in the Premium Edition Games Discord and via the Premium Edition support email, where I love to just hear from you all and respond to you all. And uh, it's definitely on social media as well. And uh, JP, what about you? Sure. So... You can find me on my personal channel at JP Switch Mania. That's all social media platforms. Twitter is really where I'm at, so just go there. Mm-hmm. And then also visit jpswitchmania.com for your weekly release posts of everything coming out for sale and or pre-order. And then, of course, on premiumeditiongames.com. Hang out with us on social media. Hang out with us on Discord. Sign up for our newsletter so you don't miss anything. Play our games. Tag us. Get your patches. Let's have some fun. Jeff, how about you? Outside of premium with everyone else, um, you can get all of my books at HagensAlley.com. And yes, I've heard you. We will be reprinting Switch Collector Volume 1 in the future. Um, so Kickstarter, Kickstarter did create an add-on system, so we'll be able to do like add-ons for the Volume 3 whenever JP lets me do it. I think he's, he told me. Um, <laughs> Not but, yet. But I got to get Volume 2 like out the door. We've been waiting on some some people. But um, I'm available on Facebook and the Twitter at Hagen's Alley. And on Instagram is Hagen's Alley Books. Um, I appreciate everybody for listening to this episode. And we will see you next week. Have a have good, good one. one. Hey, JP. Ah! I say have a good one. You never say have a good one. <laughs> I say he it did at the least once time. or twice a month. No, you don't. Whenever you screw up, you say it. <laughs> all, right, all right, let's try again. <laughs> no, no, no. There's no Have try again.